it record? Oh, I guess you did. I see the red. The red. It's recording. Red. It's recording. Red reminds me of Christmas, Andy. Oh. Merry Christmas. Well, we're, is it uh, funny on this little uh, uh, software program? The green, green is the play button. Red's the record. It's very festive. Green and red, yes, very Italian as well. It's the most wonderful time of, of the, the year. year. Um, hey, welcome to Slash U, everybody. Hi, everybody. I'm Nick, and I'm Andy, and we are Slash U. Slash U. Slash University. Classes in session. Classes in session, and we're <laughs> glad that you are our students. Yes. Bow down to your teachers, your professors. That sounded weird. <laughs> it's okay. We're tenured. They can't fire us. Hell yes. Um, I got a little jacket on that's got leather on the elbows right now, so you motherfuckers are stoked. <laughs> Just like a real prof. We are Slash U. Yep. Slash U is a podcast. It is. Hosted by us, Nick and Andy. <laughs> we're going to discuss old, campy, forgotten slasher movies made between the years 1977 in 1988, when cinema was real, brother. There's a lot of uh, campy, forgotten horror slasher movies during I mean, that time frame, and we're hitting a ton of them. A lot of you horror freaks out there probably know some of them. Yeah. But I'm, it's cool to get some messages, Andy, where people are stoked because they uh, give us props for... Oh, yeah, when they're like, I, I recognize that one. Or or, or they yeah. said, I've never heard of this movie before. Yeah, that's good I think too. Wacko was one a lot of people yep. hadn't heard of with a young Andrew Dice Clay. Wacko, the naked gun of... Horror yes. movies. Yes, uh, very good. Yeah, we've, I've had a lot of fun discovering uh, a new uh, genre of movie that I was never really one to watch. Uh, of course, you, you've you've helped me gain a new appreciation. Well, these well hey, brother, thank you. But I'm also <laughs> discovering these. Yeah. Because even when I was writing, again, I know I bring up writing a lot, but this is a true story. As I was starting to write screenplays and I never really was a horror freak but I started with discarded and then ended with murder cabin it gave me an appreciation to go back and find these movies these are uh they're amazing and I mean they're my, coming back too yeah, I mean they well, <laughs> we're probably going to have to dive true. into we can hit yeah maybe we do a special we do like 90s and 2000s or something there's so, some coming out in the late yeah even like 2019 2018 where their names slip me right now, but it's all right. But definitely wanted to uh, dive into those tonight. Like low budget, like this, this one isn't awesome. low budget though. No, this one's good. This one's a little. This on is the no microwave end. massacre. That's true. <laughs> uh, this is this one definitely had a budget. In fact, it went. It was a million, but I think they went over a half a million over budget. Nice. So one point five million in nineteen eighty one. 102 minutes. We today, tonight, are going to discuss Hell Night. Hell Night. The tagline is Pray for Day. Pray for Day, <laughs> starring a Linda, starring a Linda, the Linda Blair. The Linda Blair, from, known uh, from uh, Exorcist. Exorcist, Exorcist yeah. yes. This so is her adult breakout role. We have a bit of a famous person in this movie. And actually, uh, most of the cast uh, actually has pictures by their name when you look them up on IMDb. <laughs> so that's how I know. <laughs> yes. That they're a little more famous than the it's usual. It's not like the Darth Vader gray and white looking <laughs> motherfucker. It's just, yeah, like, only movie was the one you're looking up right now. It's like, fuck, I want to know what else give, they did. But give, exactly, but give yeah. them props. Uh, they'll even credit, uh, in he- in, sorry, in Fall Break or yeah. The Mutilator, yeah. they even credited the the, the, the clerks from the little gas station. That's true. You know, good, good for IMDb. That's true. But this and is Hell Night. Here we are, episode 18. Are we uh, getting into your... Uh, Cliff Kill. Andy's Cliff Kill Notes. Notes. Sponsored by D's Nuts. Um, this week's we'll sponsored sponsor. by PBR. Yes. Because that's I, what Nick's drinking. Yes, I am. <laughs> and I have a delicious blueberry ale cl- 
craft beer. Sour beer. I'm a hippie. My Cascade Andy. Brewery. Yeah, it's the only beer I've got right now. Um, I keep it simple. But go ahead and let's get into those movie, Cliff Hill notes. Like you said, uh, 102 minutes. This is one of the longer movies we've watched. Uh, an hour and 42 minutes. Uh, directed by Tom DeSimone. DeSimone. This is a pretty simple plot. Pretty, very formulaic. It's Halloween, right? Or is it just a costume party? That's I wrote that. I, I got so many questions about this movie, and so I don't want to dive into that before okay, we get into okay. Cliff Kill Notes, but right. I assume that Hell Knight is also Halloween night. Okay, well, we open up, anyway, on a raucous, huge fraternity Fuck sorority yeah. rager of a party. Everybody's got costumes on. That's why I say it's Halloween. Alpha Sigma Rho, the fraternity, and their um, companion or sister sorority yes. are throwing a big, big kegger drugs alcohol the whole nine yards it's called hell night which means the new pledges to the fraternity and the sorority have to stay a full night overnight in a nearby abandoned garth mansion uh garth mansion is supposedly garth manor manor to, to say it you know mansion garth manor yeah party on wayne <laughs> it is a mansion though. Pa- party on wayne um i've been waiting to say that all week party on wayne party wayne on and garth. garth oh yeah. shit <laughs> Stupid pot. Oh, yeah, that makes I dig it. Party on. <laughs> You've been waiting that long. Anyway, yeah. it's Hell Night. The new pledges, they got to stay a full night in nearby abandoned Garth Manor. Garth Manor is supposedly haunted, or there's stories around that's it. The, that's the rumor. Yeah, Raymond, uh, Raymond Garth murdered his family there and then killed himself 12 years ago. So that's why there's mystique around this uh, uh, building. The pledges that we're dealing with tonight are Jeff. Marty, which is uh, Linda Blair's character, yes. Seth, and Denise. But, as it turns out, one of the members of the Garth family still lives there, and he's not happy with college kids spending the night in his home. And that's kind of the setup for this movie. <laughs> well, again, I mean, perfectly said, because, yeah. you know, we dive into it hardcore, obviously. We're going to spoil the whole damn thing. Spoil the whole damn thing. Again, we're not fucking film critics. How do you become a film critic? Like, what you know do what? you have to do to become, like, why are you the professional on films? Why does your opinion matter and mine doesn't? That's a great question. I think a lot of professional film critics probably have schooling degree. degrees and backgrounds in film or film history or cinematography or whatever, and then they just start watching movies and commenting on them. But again, it's like, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. That's also true. Yeah. I loved Blood Diner. Still my favorite movie out of this is episode 18? Yes. Episode 18. We've done 18 We've of done these nine, The 19 is we next week, and then 20 will be our end of the year. Nice round number. Next, uh, That'll be our season one finale. Yeah. Um, that said, getting back to the We're not critics, professionals. We're yeah, not professionals. Uh, we're going to spoil it. A- Andy just dives into pretty much the the bird's eye view the thirty thousand view whatever yep then we just go into it i loved how you described the opening it is not even like you know a screen with credit it just dives right you hit play boom there's somebody the party. screaming yeah because what, yeah, what, they're having fun it's yeah. an 80s party and always like revenge of the nerds it's like you know everyone's raging hell night when I say Revenge of the Nerds, it's that 80s kind of style where frats and sororities, they're having a wet t-shirt contest. Mm-hmm. They are having, it, it seems like... Was there beer bongs or anything? Or I didn't it, see any it, of that stuff, There's but. big ass fires. There's wet t-shirt contests. There's yeah. people on shoulders having pillow fights. There's making out. The, even, the ba- even the band geeks are there. There's drug use. Yeah, uh, there's tons of beer. I actually played a little bit. This is... Uh, uh, the song or the theme or whatever yeah it's kind of an interesting i just want to see what you guys think uh okay. l- take a listen so this is the intro and so then 
as this is playing, the band geeks kind of walk by, and then you can kind of hear, like, the horns. Okay. It's like a Pat Benatar. So here you go, the band... So you kind of hear the horns. Yeah. So the band geeks are there. It's like a drunken debauchery only the 80s can capture. Yes. It is, you know, so, and I guess it tears up the town, too. We find out later in the film that it's just a... It's is a, it, yeah, is it town or campus or... They don't really well, say I mean, where think this about, is like, made. There's t- I mean, Madison is known for University yeah. of Wisconsin. There's small towns that hold yeah. big, un- like Boulder, yeah. right. Columbia, Missouri. So there's big... I just think it's... A drunken debauchery that the cops hate, and I will we'll dive mm. into that more. So, oh yeah, we'll get there. The cops well, don't like this. The cops don't. No one likes this. But no. uh, Hell Night is Halloween, and it's uh, a frat party. And this is where my questions. I just sure we, we watched this more than once. But uh, go, we go ahead and start meeting our characters, and now we mm. meet the president, uh, Sigma Alpha Rho Peter. Peter is the president. He's dressed up in I don't know some kind of hero superhero. Outfit. Yeah, he's got a like a kind of a red jumpsuit with a blue cape. That he, for some reason, keeps on for the entirety of the movie. Uh, I'll, I'll be asking about that later. Why the fuck did he keep his cape on? Um, he's, uh, what, flirting with, like, a coat check girl? Or yeah. Flirting, they have a coat I, check at a fucking frat party or yeah, whatever she was doing. They have a cigarette girl, yeah. too, but she's carrying beers, so she's just walking by. People are grabbing yeah. beers, which so I think it's is catered. great. It's a yeah. Cater- yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's great. but He's flirting with this. Uh, she's credited, I think, as party girl. Yeah, because she likes to party. She likes to party and show her boobs, I guess. I mean, yep. they don't show her boobs, but she like says like she's like, well, he's been checking these out, and she yeah, she uh, does her. I'll little, show you. Show, I'll show you, you these. Yeah, and he says something like, "Let's go upstairs and exchange phone numbers." Yeah, but and and Scott the whole time, Scott is sort of second in command. Second in command, kind of the nerd, nerd trope. Yeah, you know, like he's he's dressed as a pirate, got a little little plastic little parrot parrot on yeah. his on his shoulder, and he's like, "Come on." Uh, Peter, let's go. Let's go initiate the pledges. Let's go. Right. Let's go start Hell Night. And he's like, "Well, hold on. Let's let's check out it girls." Was, it was funny to me as as they were introducing all the characters that it was quite the coincidence that the exact pledges we're going to be following for the rest of the movie all kind of check each other out from yes. across this crowded party. It, it is because <laughs> um, Peter checks out Marty. He's like, "Who's that?" And Marty's. You know, this is Linda Blair. She's, you know, dressed as Little Red Riding Hood. I don't know, some or, kind of, or a Victorian Victorian woman. with a hood, yeah. She's got a, a nice dress on. Little necklace. Cleavage, little necklace. Yes. Uh, um, very beautiful. She is standing next to May, her sorority president. Right. Um, again, we're meeting all the characters, and Peter's checking out Marty, and Scott is letting her know who Marty is. Oh, yeah. Yep, she's a new pledge. Right. Seth, my hero, my favorite character of the movie. Seth's cool. Uh, dressed as Robin Hood. Right. Uh, looks at Marty as well, and yeah. his friend says, "Good looking girl." And he's like, "Nah, this is my kind of chick." To the and he points to a girl who was also part of the Denise film. Denise from yeah. England. So it's really funny to me. I like yes, Jeff and Seth. Those are two guys, and they're buddies. They check out first Marty, who's one of our female pledges, and then you know Seth's like, "I don't like her. I like her." Denise, our other female pledge. So it's just a coincidence to me that all four of the pledges we're going to be following. Just so happened to see well, each was, other from was across Jeff, this was, room. Well, was Peter was there? I didn't think Jeff was introduced until they they're at the gate of the manor. Oh, I thought that was Jeff talking to Seth, or was that a different dude? No, it was a different dude. Oh, 
because Jeff is dressed as like a plantation, southern plantation owner. He's like racist. A, yeah, it, but I mean, or <laughs> eighty-one, he would get canceled nowadays. Yeah, but he's he's a dreamy looking motherfucker. Yeah. He's, he's got like, like the tricorn hat on, like the colonists from. Well, yeah, right? it's like if if the emos were in the early eighties, like emo music. Like he's an emo dude from the eighties. Jeff sure. Jeff is. He's a. He's a good-looking guy. Um, Seth is pretty dreamy too, but uh, anyway, we're 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 talking. I digress. About, I digress. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so they have a meeting right. with uh, Marty and May. Marty is talking with her president May, and there she's like, "Oh, look at this party!" But hell night begins. Yeah. And uh, I again, as Andy brought up, I like this because we enter, we get the characters introduced quickly. There are seven. That's all you need to know, slash you listeners. There are seven characters in this movie four pledges and three existing two, members two, members of, of like one sorority existing member and two fraternity existing right, members. that's right. it yeah it's nice plus the killer which we'll talk about yeah so <laughs> this you don't have to know about that just this yet. <laughs> is a very easy movie to follow it's so easy it, it happens over one night Duh, we're night still Nick. gonna take an hour or more to talk about yeah but that's just because it's fun yeah, it is fun, and we get to the manor. They they get in a convoy of cars because Hell Night begins. And right, it's a big raucous party. I think cars, be... they all have torches. Yeah, those old timey, those yeah. old timey torches. Yeah, and they're driving, honking their horns Corvettes. and yelling up to the up the the uh, driveway up to to Garth Manor, and um, the gates locked, of course, and they're all yeah, here we go. And uh, Peter gives a little speech at the yeah, he he's. Gate. But but before before he gives a story though he wants to he has to open the gate right that's right yeah <laughs> takes out a gun just shoots the lock just shoots the lock just like and no one's like holy shit like everyone's like woo like, I know I was a little thrown too I like, was like, too oh he's got a gun he's got a what yeah the fuck <laughs> I guess nowadays in our culture it wouldn't work but he's uh. He, weird he, college he, student just just uh, yeah a whole group of them but only four going in again the four that are going in are Seth and Jeff Denise and Marty yeah. So those four are getting in, but before they go in, before their hell night begins, yeah, Peter wants to tell the story of what hell night is. But before he tells the story, he makes sure that Denise, there's no intoxicants allowed. He's half joking, but yeah. But yeah, well, I mean, he does. He yeah. takes some drugs off yeah. Denise, but which I was kind of like, uh, wasn't, was yeah, kind of lame in my book, dick. <laughs> Got, gets what's coming to you. That said, he's asking everyone what Hell Night is. Yeah. And uh, that's the story where we learn about that Virgil Garth built this mansion because he was getting money from the gold mines. Yep. And uh, later, in the late 1900s, Raymond and Lillian Garth, Lillian was a simpleton who was only good for bearing children. Right. And they had their children. Right. He tells the story about, let's see, I wrote it down, Raymond and Lillian Garth, their first kid was named Morris. Yes. He was, they described him as a mongoloid. Mongoloid. <laughs> kid um so obviously just kind of deformed mongoloid i guess would uh, equate that to caveman I, I, no i would think or deformities deformities yeah, yeah I, I don't think um, we could do P pc with that like yeah your kid is is your kid mongoloid you couldn't say that nowadays that's true i suppose uh mental retardation mental or uh, down syndrome or other mongoloid also to me i think there's disfiguration of there's body that, yeah but i mean that's the way they described it body disfigurate yes uh we won't use those terms nowadays to describe a but person, during this but... podcast we will yeah and we mean that with we, we mean mongoloid with love and well kissing. we're saying it to be historically accurate for yes. the time this movie was made morris was the first child suzanne 
was their second a daughter deformed she uh he peter described her as so deformed that you couldn't tell if she was male or female and she could only she only had one good foot and she had one good foot so she'd walk <laughs> around the house and drag her other foot uh then there was margaret who was deaf and blind could not speak or see uh, or, or see hear or hear she was so, a she was uh, a helen keller of yep of hell knight and their uh, fourth child no th- sorry third child yeah, fourth child. Sorry, I can't count. Yeah, we had after, we had Morris, Suzanne, after, and Margaret. After Lillian was pregnant for ten and a half months, yes, they had Andrew, uh, who communicated with grunts and groans, didn't speak uh, uh, until like age fourteen, and even then it was grunts and groans. They said so ten and a half months. No, I don't understand that. Yeah, I mean, because if you think about it, this so the family died twelve years ago to the day. This is what Hell Knight is. So when they're having this, they're like twelve years ago to the day Hell Knight. So, that's the rest of the story. One day, Raymond just got fed up with this bullshit family. Yes. Gathered them all in the parlor. He killed uh, Lillian, beat her to death with a fire poker. Yeah, he strangled his wife. Strangled his wife. Sorry. Yeah, strangled his wife. Uh, Morris, he took a fire poker and beat him bashed to death. in his brain with yeah. a fire poker. Suzanne, he used that same poker and stabbed, stabbed her, her, and yeah. then he slit Margaret's throat. Right. But and then he hung himself. But he didn't do anything to Andrew. But make. But instead, he made Andrew watch it all. The youngest had to watch all his family, watch his father, kill his family, and then hang himself. And so the and a, the part of Peter's story as well said, um, Raymond mysteriously. The cops discovered a note that Raymond had left that spelled all this out. And they also have the rumor that Andrew to this day still lives somewhere in the manor. Well, or yeah, or the rumor has it, like the ghost story yeah. has it. That's the, yeah. He still lives here to yes. this day. <laughs> Raymond, the father who killed himself, um, wanted to keep the family isolated because of all these oh, yeah, deformities. This, His yeah. wife was kept having these, you know, mongoloid fucked yeah. up kids. So the place but, is off the grid. Off the grid, no gas, no electricity, no phone. But I guess they have plumbing. Um, yeah. No gas, no electricity, Weird. no phone. Uh, the Romans had plumbing. You didn't need. <laughs> But no, they flushed a toilet, and yeah, I was like... Oh, probably gravity. I mean, you didn't need... Anyway, I don't... It have... made the sound of... It's another, okay. it's another right, podcast. Let's, that's another... <laughs> <laughs> Nick and Andy taught plumbing in slasher movies. Yeah, that's our home improvement podcast. Slash poo. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the plumbing show. <laughs> Slash oh. poo. <laughs> Oh, oh man! I'm right, never, I'm never editing that out ever. <laughs> We're going to. So, so that's the story. That's the that, setup. Yeah. That's the story. Peter is telling the whole gang. I have a question for you. As the pledges are getting ready, go uh, ahead. Uh, Peter, uh, in order to become a member of the sorority or fraternity, I know what you're going to ask. The pledges must stay in this manner overnight. Yes. If they do this every year with new pledges, how come this is the first time anybody gets I, murdered? I can't believe you brought that up. <laughs> I knew it. I swear on everything scientific that I knew. If that they were, do this every year. This is the first year the they first, do it. Oh. Hell, Hell Night is the first. They've done Hell Night every Sure, with the party and the... The, the... the script writing kind of, I thought the same thing because <laughs> Peter looks at Jeff and goes, hey, what are we supposed to do on Hell Night? Stay a night in yeah. the manor. So, because that's what my wife and I, we watch these movies yeah. the first time together. Yeah. Second time is usually second, third time. I take notes if I do it. But anyway... Yeah, we said the same thing. So I did it. What I'm what I'm going to assume is that this is the first time because it's a 12 year anniversary. Okay. Okay. So in the past they just had a big raucous party. Yeah, and maybe they you know maybe spanked pledges. them on the yeah, butt and maybe traditional uh, yeah, hazing sort more of more of a traditional hazing. This is got it. 
But uh, but again, Andy, I say that Fine. just no, I say that just because there is no other explanation how right. the, it wouldn't every, make any sense. Yeah, every the ninth year, it was great. Yeah, um, last year was no problem. <laughs> they, they made it the whole night. They, we got them at six in the morning, and everything was fine. This year, <laughs> a bunch of people got killed. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, everyone. Yeah, so Shit. many people. So uh, we're we're you know they locked the gate. Oh, uh, sorry. Part of his story uh, when Raymond killed his wife and his kids and and let Andrew watch. Uh, part of Peter's story was that the police discovered only three bodies. Oh yes. No Andrew, and no who else. That's the part I don't quite understand. We had, I don't either. We had Lillian, the wife, got killed. Yes. Morris, Suzanne, Margaret, and all got hit. killed. And then Raymond killed himself. That's so, like, but the police only discovered three bodies. We'll get to it later, but I want to know. Mm. This is my question for you. Oh, I've got some more to bring up, too. And that's right. why... We're turned into slash you. Yes, thank you for tuning in. Peter uh, Peter yeah. is now dropping off Denise, Marty, Seth, and Jeff. They can't leave the estate yes. for six hours, which we will get back to again. They get six hours to stay there because he'll come back to unlock the gate at dawn. He locks the gate. Don't climb the fence because the fence has got all those pointy, stabby things. Foreshadowing. <laughs> um, and they One sh- other thing I liked is when they walked into the manor, all the candles were already lit. Oh, God damn. <laughs> this is the most sexiest motherfucking place. There's thousands of candles. He's, it's not just like a couple. Because yeah. I, I brought that up a little later in, in my notes. It was. It's seriously the most beautiful, <laughs> most romantic fucking place oh for sure um but, i mean if you take out <laughs> if you take out the guy who's stalking people and killing them it's a very romantic place <laughs> yeah, but they tra- and the cobwebs and the yeah, wood rot has, and... Yeah, but they still sleep on the beds they yeah party. i mean this is like i'm sure those sheets are fine oh that's yeah. a good not moldy at all yeah that's <laughs> so we're, we're always on the same page i love it so the candles everything uh the rest yeah. of the hell night group leaves uh they lock them in the manor they take off peter gives jeff the gun Oh, yeah. see, see in six hours. The only way to get out is to shoot your way out. Yeah, yeah. yeah the only way, and so uh, this is see you in six hours. So at dawn. So I'm yeah. thinking it's got to be about one o'clock then. Six hours would be seven o'clock. I mean the sun's usually I yeah, would say seven like midnight or whatever. So remember they drop them off at one o'clock. They only got six hours to stay there. Yeah. So I, it's something that I started questioning as as the movie was coming to an end. They all pull off. Uh, I guess some girl with an old timey Porsche. Uh, old timey porch is yeah. sitting on jeff's car or peter's car yeah and he pulls away like really aggressively i'm like dude you gotta, gotta there's a girl in your I, car i noticed be, that too be uh, careful there's peter. a handle they, they put a handle on the hood of the car you're right because i thought the same thing holy smokes he's backing up quick and she's riding on the hood isn't she gonna fall <laughs> off but i looked closely she's hanging onto a handle that's like kind of between her between her legs on the, it must be mounted on the hood of the car. Yeah, or something. I thought she was so, maybe holding like the grill, yeah, but whatever. I mean, I just it. anyway. Just movie pulling, magic, movie we, magic. Yeah, pulling uh, yeah. you know fun little things out of the films is what we do here. Yep. Slash you. Um, uh, again, I go back to Jeff being a Southern plantation owner. Uh, Denise is like a flapper girl from the twenties, like right. Tea for two, two for tea. Everybody's got tea. You know, kind of like one of those girls. <laughs> one like, of those girls that, that yeah. dances and's got yeah. the little uh, Denise. Denise had, is the flapper girl. Yeah. Yes, and then I had Seth as Robin Hood, of course. Right. And we talked about Marty being a. I always thought because she had a hood. I thought she was Little Red Riding Hood. She might have been, but you know she had that necklace on, some Victorian she, yeah. shit. She, she had a very nice, lovely dress on that looked kind of, kind of like something out of Gone with the Wind. Yeah. So the so. 
the four decide to go into the mansion. De- Denise they, keeps calling Seth uh, different Wes. Names. Yeah, what? My name's Seth. He's like, yeah. First of all, why do you care what she calls you? All you want to do is bang her. Well, that's what <laughs> so, I'm saying. What does he care if she you know, keeps calling him Wes? They, they, so you, what? Because you know they're we we know they're gonna fuck. I mean, we know they're gonna get together. Are they though? Or are they just gonna have a tickle fight? Anyway. <laughs> So PG thirteen. What I want to point out too, the actor who plays Seth. Oh yeah, go ahead. All um, right. I don't know if you, any of you out there, watch the World Poker Tour. He is the host, that kind of Val Kilmer looking motherfucker with the sandy blonde hair that is always in the World Poker Tour seat. Vincent Van Patten. He, I couldn't believe it. I, I was, I, I, I know it sounds nerdy to watch poker on television, but uh, I was, I recognized when I saw an older picture, I was like, that's the dude from World Poker Tour. Yep. I did some research, and that's him. So, um, nice the, job, nice job, Vincent Van Patten. Yes. The group enters the mansion. All the candles are lit. Everything's sexy, and let the party begin. Mm-hmm. Fucking Denise has got quaaludes. She's got Jack Daniels. She's got ludes. She's got ludes, man. I love that that was the drug of choice. I do too, man. They got ludes, Jack Daniels, and she's got this little transistor radio, and she's like, hey, music. She pulls them out of her boobs, and it's a fucking radio the size of the face of your watch, like a smart watch. If you remember um, uh, iPod Shuffle. Yeah, but that's it's but it's a speaker it's but the it's 80s. just a tiny little it's the 80s and i'm like there's no way that's an ipod shuffle that doesn't make any sense she's from the future she's a witch burn her but somehow she has this tiny little radio that pumps out pretty good sound it's, come on you know Andy. decent sound yeah but i it's for the 80s but everyone was like hey and so marty makes the joke hey didn't peter frisk you because there was no intoxicants allowed yeah. Great acting on Marty's part. And then Denise says, well, yeah, he got a gram of Coke off me and some fine some... Colombian. Or no, some fine herbs. He took some weed and some Coke from her. Yeah, and but left the rest. Left so. left her with the lewds. And Seth the says game. something like, uh, don't tell me where he had looked to find that stuff. You'll just make me jealous. Yes, because Seth's a smart guy. Yeah, he's hitting on Denise right away. And she, of course, is just like, you know, don't worry about it, big boy. You know, we'll... I'll but they so keep you company. Seth whenever. and Denise run upstairs. They run upstairs. They, they run just, upstairs. Yeah. They know like they're gonna get busy, so they, they run upstairs in this mansion. So then Jeff, the emo guy, pulls out some <laughs> vodka for him and Marty and says, "Bars open" or something really emo. Last call, whatever. Yeah, and uh, it's so, important to know. Well, not it's super important, but it's part of their character development. Jeff comes from a wealthy family, a wealthy background. He was pressured sort of by his dad to join yes. the fraternity because that's uh, connections the people you'll know for the rest of your life. Yeah, and um. Marty is from a slightly less affluent family. She's and guess not, what? She can work on cars. Right. She's crazy women shouldn't work on cars. And that was a that was a big thing back then. Yeah. Holy cow! You could work on cars. That and her name and is Marty. A, and you're a woman. <laughs> yeah, with an I. Marty. M A R T I. But she, in exchange for um, the best room in the sorority house, as well as uh, access to the car. She she provides the, English the lit sisters notes. English lit notes and um, fixed like she replaced the brakes on the car. Yeah, she, or no, she yeah she she yeah. had access to the car, but she fixed it herself. Right. She's got to give the whole sorority some uh the, the, all the English lit notes right. that she takes. I guess. Uh, so she's smart, uh, but not exactly from a rich family. Yeah, she's yeah. like yeah, she's like Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell. Oh, there you go. And she also was. This is Linda Blair was nominated for a Razzie Award for worst acting. It was the worst. From I, this I, movie. I, I I even have it right here. My, her acting is wonky. Razzie in 1982. I didn't know the Razzies exist, existed oh, yeah. back then. But they've, she been was, ar- they've been around since like 1840. She didn't win. She was nominated. Oh. <laughs> 1840. <laughs> um, I love when. <clears throat> 
so everyone's kind of in their other rooms. Yeah. Uh, we, we know Seth and Denise ran upstairs to party with some lewds and get down in their skivvies. Now it's uh, Emo, Jeff, and Marty. Just light a fire. Yeah. yeah, and the candles are lit. He's like, well, I guess it can't get any cozier than this. I'm like, this looks like a fucking Spanish soap opera. It is sexy <laughs> as fuck. There's candles. Yes. It's like, it, it, is, it is so sexy. It is like Ricky Martin at a swimming pool. I will tell you this, and I know he's Puerto Rican. I'm sorry, hey, but I will say this: if that's your idea of sexy, it is. <laughs> and here's, but I just they, it's not get much cozier than this. It is like that is like every I would think dream of yeah. romantic people to walk in. A, there's candles everywhere, a roaring fire. It's a huge. Emo fireplace. Jeff is like dressed yeah. like in. Oh, he's looking great. So yep. I just kind of thought that was funny or, or, or amusing to me. Right. Um, we go visit Seth and Denise upstairs, and they're in their panties. Yeah. Seth, Seth is ready to fuck. He's but... goofing around with his bow and arrow. He's yeah, got he hits the, in the butt. His Robin Hood, he's got like the suction cup arrows, and he hits Denise in the butt with one of them, and she's like, hey, and he's like, Robin Hood to the rescue, blah, blah, blah. She, of course, wants him to talk. Ugh. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he wants to fuck. He wants to get down, and she's yeah. just like... No, tell me about yourself. Or no, oh, she's not Italian. <laughs> wow. What the fuck was Left that? Over. Tell me about yourself. That was even worse. I'm bad. She basically she, no, is like. Just, tell, tell me about yourself. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best. Thank you. I don't know why I did the stereotype. I'm used to doing the Italian one from our past couple episodes. <laughs> tell, tell, tell me, me about <laughs> yourself. It's me, Mario. Uh, God, I'm a one beer. Just one beer is all I've had, Nick. Um, <laughs> Did, she, just, she, she tell me about yourself. Point being, <laughs> yes. uh, he thought they came upstairs to get right on it, and but Denise is like, no, I want. We'll get to that. I want to know more about you. What do you like to do besides drink and screw? And he says, I like to surf. Tells her his surfing story about yeah, it's so surfing. stereotypical, dude. Like yeah. he's using her as a surfboard. He's like my eighteen-inch board. Most boards are like six feet tall. Right. Like, I mean, so I was like eighteen-inch. Eight. He's a, a one, one and a it's half. It's not even foot like even like board. Not wide. I mean, yeah. that would be. I mean, most surfboards are at least like yeah. two feet. But for anyway, those of you in in on the metric system, that's like twenty centimeters or twenty-four <laughs> centimeters. It's not very much. Um, so, but he does that stereotypical. Like yeah. he's using like first uh, the swells are coming in and there's right. offshore blows and dude I'm getting tubed it's like oh my god tells so, a surfing story and they they just it, it ends with them laughing and you know yeah it, they, it's so yawn each not other yawn, it's yanni not like the dude that plays that soft jazz music but oh, yawn like yawn, yawn. like yeah it's like some it's of this boring we um, spent more time on it than we need to yeah, so we, we <clears> jump <throat> outside of the gate the corvette's pulling back up and guess yeah. who's there Meter, peter scott and may they come back to the house to have jokes They're they gonna... come back to pranks right so scott rem- or uh, peter remembers the president of the fraternity scott is sort of the second in command nerd guy may president of the sorority and they've come back for pranks and we learn at this point that they have um they've already been there at some point in the past to to sort of set up uh, these pranks they wired up the some speakers in the manor they wired up some other mechanics to keep, some gadgets keep uh, some doors uh, yeah, locked I, and shut it's and uh, you know little control panels and wires they put a rope ladder from the, yeah. from the roof and things like that they had all that set up probably a week ago or a few days prior but this is where we learn that we yeah but how come how come this. fucking rocky whatever the one of the mongoloids didn't get them there oh the killer yeah 
he was busy downstairs he in his, ran, yeah. ran out Who for knows? groceries <laughs> i don't know <laughs> he took an uber so, to the mall yeah i always thought it was funny too as they were sitting there marty and jeff were telling the stories about you know they're starting to get to know each other she pulls out this fucking gnarly old chalice this was 1981 the family was killed in 1968 i guess 12 years 12 years before. prior right why did she pull out why i mean they were they still drinking out of fucking gold chalices then she pulls out this i mean gnarly gold chalice i mean it's pretty but she's like it's pretty me. awesome yeah but uh, the, it, to me it doesn't feel like it's 1968 in this house when all the mongolies were killed well you have to remember when the house was built by an ancestor of the in family the 1850s and it was off the grid they were a very private family they kept it off the grid so who knows that to them in 1968 they might have been living as if it was the 40s oh, i get like yeah. you know they 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 don't have newspapers probably yeah. or tv or radios so they they don't know what's with the times you know they didn't have they're like the amish but mongoloids right awesome <laughs> the, uh, so the, the, they get the pranks going we're, yeah we're going back and forth between the the, the kids in the, the the mansion and the the pranksters outside peter right. scott and may they're right. prowling around again the, the 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 linda blair wonkiness of her acting is just so it's it's verbalized by herself throughout this movie it is she's she did she's, better as a child who was possessed frankly in the exorcist <laughs> And yeah. we also have uh, creative use of the T word Ooh, in this movie. That's we. <laughs> this is where we're getting some foreshadowing going. They're walking around the gate uh, or outside the the mansion, and yeah. May falls in a hole outside uh, outside of the house, right. uh, the foundation of the house. Foreshadowing. <laughs> We're, we're explaining that it's ventilation. Those holes are ventilation for all the rooms and tunnels deep down inside the house. Yeah, we learned there's tunnels all underneath the house. So I, that's what Andy was saying. I, I guess as they're walking around this house, to, they're, they're going to find uh, their contraptions, their gadgets that they use to set up outside the house before uh, Hell Night. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Peter hits this button. Like He runs off first to to this tree and finds one of the gadgets and hits his button all of a sudden we hear screams very audible screams oh man it was yeah it was creepy but i mean it's a tiny little speaker it's a tiny little speaker Again, yeah he's from the future yeah that's a speaker from 2012 you know the delorean is in the garage yeah um but andy that's a but that's a great point because they all they all hear the screams denise and you, seth you think it's denise because the camera yes. at that scene, we were on Marty and Jeff talking, mm-hmm. and you hear a scream, so you think, "Oh my God, it's Denise screaming with Seth upstairs," but it's not. It's, they all four they meet all, in the parlor. Meet in the parlor area, and like, well, who's screaming? They know right away it's and jokes. It's a fucking joke. They know it's. A, they realize it's a joke, so they find the speaker. Yeah, and so she's like, "Hey, Denise is like, hey, Wes, is everything okay?" He's like, "I'm fucking Seth." And then I just again, she she has her little radio. She's like holding her little radio. It's yeah. so cute. It's the size of a freaking face of a watch, a wristwatch. It's it's so funny. They leave the girls alone. So Seth and Jeff search the house to find out where the screams are coming from and they find the speaker, I guess, in one of the bedrooms. And that the speaker is again the size of uh, It's a small speaker, like a cell phone. Yeah, almost. it's a, it's a small speaker. And he's like I need a screwdriver to, uh, it's just held by a wire i just thought he could rip it yeah i don't know why he just didn't rip it up yeah and he, he wanted to do it without damaging it or whatever i don't know again this speaker must again from the future because i mean it's, it's putting out the sound you would be like ah like if you yeah. were across the room you might hear yeah ah. anyway again, think, it, of, it's a movie. Uh, think of like one of your best like bluetooth speakers today <laughs> uh that cranks out noise <laughs> 
that's what this is doing in 1981. And I'm like, wow, that's why I say it's from the future. So this is when we get to the T word, which again, right. watching the first time with my wife, she pit, she was like, she hit pause and went, no, 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 no. I was with Cheryl and she went, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Uh, setting up the story, I'll let you yeah. tell. Okay. But what setting up the story is uh, Peter, Scott, and May yeah. um, are now at another gadget. Because they've, they've got tricks. They've got jokes. So mm-hmm. they're at another gadget. Mm-hmm. Peter tells May, I need you to go over here to cause a distraction. Right. She's like, why don't you go? I want to stay and watch this. She wants to see the reaction. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, "You'll there's plenty of gadgets and jokes that we got going on. You'll see the next reaction. So mm-hmm. hike. Beat it. Go cause a distraction. So she huffs and puffs. She says, like, if you guys spend as much time on your schoolwork as you do on these jokes, we would be graduating with honors. And she storms off. Yes, she storms off. And then Scott looks at Peter. (laughs) He goes, what a twat. (laughs) He calls her a twat. Whoa. Because she has a voice? Because she's speaking up for herself? Scott says, what a twat. We should have left her behind. And then Peter goes, her behind is her best part. We should have kept her behind and left the rest of her at home. God. <laughs> Great writing there. Ugh. Dude, that is... But the it's... Twat very... is almost the C word. Like, twat is almost worse than the, you know, like the other... Well, if you gotta rank them, C word's the worst. Okay, but still... By far. By I would, far. I wouldn't say, like... Yeah. It was just, like, hearing it to me, though, when I heard twat. I you know, like... that's the thing. It's not something you hear... In a lot of TV and movies, at all, like I've, I don't think I've ever even really heard it on HBO or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it was a definitely. You just don't hear that's that. That's a good word. call. That was definitely yeah. a new word for me. But uh, she's again, Andy. I, they they're playing around with this gadget. May storms off. Yeah. Um, again, you know, with the foreshadowing of the 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 holes the around the house. Right. As she's walking to her destination to cause a distraction, a hand comes out and pulls her pulls her down pulls her down in the hole you know it's it, he's working it we're, we're assuming it's the mongoloid working may down working her down throws her in one of the downstairs room below the house mm-hmm. she is screaming he picks her up by the head pulls up an axe decapitates her head mm-hmm. and the first kill of hell night is nix i thought this one was great because right before the decap, her eyes, the look on her face. I have this for our social media channels that I will post. Yeah, right um, as her head's getting chopped off, she's whoa. <laughs> it is very, very because it's quick, but you do see the. the yeah. It was just. Yeah. I don't know if the first kill has ever been my dick kill shot, but. Well, it is today, and it, it wasn't uh, gory. That's the other thing about this movie. Very much more suspenseful than gory very great call not brother. a lot of blood there is this blood. isn't a slasher to me this is a suspense this is i like to i was telling annie before we hit record it, to me it's like if scooby-doo was made a, into a like a live action film mm-hmm. again it's like scooby-doo but, a worse. Li- but worse yeah it is i mean it's it's like <laughs> come hurry up there's this movie's an hour 41 minutes it could have been 30 minutes i mean right. it could have been a short I mean, there's so much fucking filler in this. We refer a lot to one of our older episodes, Madman. Ugh. And in Madman, there's a lot of walking through the woods looking for the next. Everything thing. goes back to Madman Mars. Supernatural, uh, which yeah. I want to bring. I'm starting to interrupt, but supernatural <laughs> lighting that you always bring up, Andy. And it goes back also to the Madman Mars. It always goes back to the. How many killers have we seen where they're like. Oh, 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 oh. They make the fucking weirdest sounds. Right. Uh, 
anyway, this movie's just like Madman in that regard. There's a lot of uh, filler wandering around type of things uh, that that just make the movie longer. Like, why are they taking so long to walk from A to B? Why are they taking so long <laughs> to to look through this room to walk down this hallway? It's like Jesus, holy shit! Why are they taking so long? <laughs> why is Linda you know, Blair such a shitty actress? They're no. just so they just take a lot of time in a lot of parts. And I know that they're trying to build suspense, but they're not. It's not building suspense. Yeah, so it's, it, so it, it, Madman, it, by the way, currently as of this recording, our top, our fifth most listened to episode. Wow! I think it's because we refer to it a lot. People go back and look. They go to check out this Madman yeah. episode. So anyway, know, yeah, it's and mine's my favorite. I never asked you, Andy. I know we're kind of getting late in time no, here. It's but cool. What is your favorite movie that we've watched so far? Uh, I I have to go through them and and think. Mine's about Blood it. Diner. Yeah, we're gonna probably award. Uh, best movie, worst movie, oh, yeah, our, yeah, our yeah, end yeah. of the year wrap up. I need my worst movie. No, too. to be honest, I really haven't thought about what my favorite one is. Right, I, well, I need to go through my notes and maybe rewatch one or two of them. So, we'll see. The Dick um, Hill shot with <laughs> the Dick <laughs> shot kill. The Dick shot kill with uh, May. Uh, Seth and Jeff continue to search. Je- Seth and Jeff are continue to search for pranks. Right. Marty is left alone in the left alone in the fireplace room where her and that uh like Spanish soap opera room where it's all sexy. Mm-hmm. So I guess the other gadget they had, Andy, where Peter and Scott were hanging out, puts an image of a ghost. Yeah, it like must a, have been a projector. Like a hologram. Yeah, a projector, something that, that makes it look like it's a uh, walking corpse. It was so cool. But she's scared. And I was like, come on, Marty. You know it's a joke. You already know they're pulling pranks. But she's like, I'm really scared. Yeah. You know, they, had, uh, they must have had um, mechanicals that blew the windows open. The wind blows in, candles blow out. Uh, and then the, the the doors to the room that she she's in blow shut and she can't open them. So they must have had like locks and things um, hooked up to be able to control all that. And then yes, a projector uh, shoots what looks like a, a holographic image of a, of a walking corpse with a noose around its neck. So you assume it must be Raymond Garth, the ghost of Raymond Garth, coming towards her. This was probably the most expensive portion of the movie. Yeah, I thought special it, effects wise. At one point, like I, maybe I maybe it was the edible I ate, but I was like. <laughs> Am I watching a Christmas Carol? Is this exactly. fucking Jacob? Is this fucking... Jacob Marley? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's ex- what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas! Because uh, it's oh, just, we're definitely gonna roll over tonight. Uh, um, you know, coming at her, and then uh, she gets the doors open, and and there's Seth and Jeff going like. Hey, what's up? And Seth's like, she's waiting for you, Jeff. Yeah, okay, but hey, as much as I care about you, Seth is like, as much as I care about Denise or uh, fucking Marty, Marty I got to go back upstairs because I got a little English toffee waiting for me. Right, there's so, a girl upstairs who needs my body. Yeah, so he takes off to have a tickle fight. <laughs> we go back outside to Scott and Peter, and they split up. They split up. Peter has, puts on a lame like gorilla mask, right, to try, you know, to to go do a prank, and then Scott's like, well, I'm gonna go take off to the to roof. The roof to go do some physical terror and so he scott starts up the ladder i we noticed a window that was there and i was like the camera pauses yeah at that window i was like that's a four it has to be i yeah. mean he's crawling up the the rope ladder past a window and the camera stops briefly at that window and you're like why did they do that it's it's that's foreshadowing good. but it's not strong foreshadowing but it's foreshadowing Anyway, so that's <laughs> that's when Jeff, uh, after Tried those two split up, 
Jeff is still trying to get some, but no, he's. This is when he's reassuring, reassuring Marty that the yeah. gadget is opening the doors, like you said, right? And right. is and 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 Jeff even makes Marty feel better by saying, "Hey, Peter Scott May and whoever else is out there." He like he knows who it is. Mm-hmm. He's like, it, "We know it's you know we know you got jokes, so leave us alone." So right. and I guess I don't know if Scott, Scott who is now on the roof, I don't. He doesn't hear it because he's still working on a dummy, a scary dummy, I guess. It's got a weird mask, yeah. and he's hooking up the fishing wire. Yeah, and. uh He's doing that because he's gonna obviously drop it, you know, drop it on a window, or drop it inside. Right, to scare he's gonna people. do something to scare them. Mm-hmm. Um, hears some noises on the roof. Uh, he gets—I don't know if he's got an eerie sensation that someone's watching him or what. We have a nice POV shot where we assume it's the killer. Uh, st- sort of stalking Scott on the roof, and it's another one of these instances in movie in movies where it's uh, lighter than it needs to be. So you have to use your imagination that it's very dark. He's on the roof. It's the middle of the night. We can see just fine because we are the audience, and we need to be able to see in order to process what's happening in the movie. But to the character, it's very dark. So when Scott turns around to look at an, you know another spot in the distance on the roof he can't see anything he shines his flashlight in that direction doesn't see anything he kind of goes over to the this area of the roof and he's like calling for you know uh peter peter is that you is it hey quit screwing around you know and then of course the classic turn around and there's the killer grabs him in the face (laughs) and he's like for a second it's a great it's so so cool and uh the killer takes his hand off of scott's face and it's a silhouette of the killer you don't see his face but he grabs scott's head and turns it around 180 degrees in a crack of his neck and that's my <laughs> dick hill dick hill of the week andy's dick of the week sponsored uh, by <laughs> fucking cookies or cookie. something a very very fast uh neck break okay this is there's there's 180 degree turn i think this is the director's uh nod or a little kiss to linda blair okay because linda blair and exorcist her head spins 360 360 yeah this head almost spin this isn't just like a little like a chiropractor kill or what you saw in all the rambo movies yeah this dude i his neck went 360 like it turns him around dude scott could look or or, sorry yeah scott he could look down and he'd be looking at his his ass he could eat his own ass he'd be looking right at his Okay, oh, that's probably a better way to say it. Eat his own... <laughs> Sorry, that was... Gross. Too, yeah, was Maybe if his back broke, he'd be able to eat his... Anyway, um, <laughs> he, but the killer turns his head directly around, and he falls over on the roof, and blood pools around his mouth. He's attached... He's, dead. he's attached to that same fishing wire... Yeah. ...that he was using to scare our little friends in yeah. the man the pledges. Yeah. He's um, dead. Yeah, so, so again... So that's our second death. The awesome. second death. And what's funny... Well, we'll get to that. I, we're, we're, we still go back and forth. I mean, this is all filmed on one location. Yeah. Uh, well, we assume it's one location, um, and it's over one night. Uh, Marty is now tired. Linda Blair's character is tired. Yeah. And she's in a mansion where people, mongoloids, have died, and and they're using the same bed sheet. She's like, "Let's go to bed." Yeah. So Jeff, emo Jeff, thinking he's gonna get a little something, something, and he's like, no. She's like, no. You go to that other bed. And Wrong so bed. Yeah. That's when I'm like, final girl, virgin. Right. You're right. So, so. they sit. Uh, they're two separate beds, same room. You know, uh, and they lay down to go to sleep. And she goes, Jeff, and he's just like, yeah. Could you blow out the candle? I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, I thought she blue balls. Damn it. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, then we go upstairs to Seth and Denise who are sleeping. They're sleeping. The ludes, the ludes must be really working. There's a knock. Yeah, here's a 
Yeah. yeah. And she's uh, half in and half out of it. She sort of sits up and takes some more pills. Takes another lewd. Yeah. A shot of Jack. And then washes it down with Jack. But tries to go back to sleep. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's so, But she hears another knock outside, so she gets out of bed. But before yeah. she gets out of bed, she has to put on her heels. Oh, I didn't know that. black stilettos. Yeah, yeah, I thought that definitely. was Jody and I. Jody, we were cracking up because it was like, she's right. in pantyhose. I mean, she's got little padding on right. her face. So, but, you know, well, the floor is probably dirty. They're so. sleeping in a bed. That's, I know. That's like, what's on. funny about <laughs> They're sleeping in a bed that, you know, like. These sheets are. Peter, Peter and the gang were like, and before you, no, before you guys go in and get locked in, we changed all the bedding. Right. Gave you fresh towels. Right. <laughs> it's fucking, this is a five-star Airbnb right here. Um. This is this one's quick this is, for me. It is well, it's quick, but it's it's drawn out. So Denise is drugged up, and she goes into the next room yes. where she heard a knock, and she's slowly examining the room. And there's a vanity there with a mirror and drawers, and she slowly looks at the makeup stuff that's on the top of the vanity, and it's the perfume thing where she screws the little ball that you squeeze to to get the perfume to come out. And she opens the drawer on her right. She opens the drawer on her left, and pop a bunch of little spring snakes pop out and yeah scare. it's a little jump scare Ugh! and she's just uh, very funny you guys you know and then she's, uh, <laughs> is she from australia i don't know <laughs> i don't bloody know and then she looks in the mirror mm. and we flash to the other side of the mirror which is where peter is with his gorilla mask on and he turns a flashlight on under his face we go back to denise's side of the mirror so that now her reflection match uh lines up with his gorilla face it's supposed to scare her that she's seeing this uh grotesque gorilla face in the mirror but she's so high she just goes boy these quaaludes do really dry out my skin (laughs) and and peter on the other side of the mirror turns off the flashlight and it's just like damn it i didn't you know this is the worst scare like this is the this is the worst prank to me because god this I, whole scene was bad. I was seriously more... He had to know that if he was knocking on the, the the window or the door that she was going to wake up and go to the vanity and turn out at a perfect time to put on his flashlight to show her face. Or to to make his stupid gorilla face look like hers. Right. She's supposed to look and she instead of seeing her reflection, she's supposed to see his wacky gorilla face. And it's supposed to scare her, but all she does is say, these ludes, these quay ludes are drying out my skin. Ooh, great. <laughs> And end of scene. Peter and just says, "Ah, oh, fuck! It didn't work." And he walks off. He's he's all pissed off, so he decides to go look for look for Scott. Scott, and that's where. So he makes it on the roof. He he climbs up the ladder again, passing that window. Right. Uh, and he's got that. He's got that great. 80s hair blowing in the wind when he's on the roof. Yep. Peter's got great hair. And this was the part, Nick, where I wrote in my notes, why does he still have his fucking cape on? True story, I read. <laughs> yeah. Peter, who the actor who played Peter, Yeah. Uh, still wears that same cape every Halloween. Shut up. So since 1980-fucking-two, every it's, Halloween. Uh, yeah. So that His is, name is Kevin Brophy, is the actor. 31 Brophy. years, he's he, been he's been wearing that. Or no, 40... 40, 30, yeah, 81 is almost yeah. is 39 years. 30, yeah. Thank you. Sorry, stupid oh, math. Stupid pause. Brophy. B-R-O-P-H-Y. Yeah, he has been wearing that, you know, he, he loves that cape, so... Uh, I don't quick... understand why the character in this movie is wearing it still at this well, point. Well, Scott was still wearing that little parrot. I, I mean, just feel like this would get in his way, but... Well, I don't want to... This is where... What, that bothers you. This is what bothers me. Is when he gets up to the, the roof and he discovers... Um, well, Scott. he Yeah, he discovers Scott. Long story short, he starts reeling in the, I guess, the, the, the fishing like wire. Winch, yeah, yeah, winch that he thinks a dummy is on, but he sees the dummy up on the roof, so 
his curiosity, I guess, is getting to the best of him. He that's when he sees his dead buddy Scott. Sorry. Oh, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he sees he his dead out. buddy Scott. He yeah. freaks out. He takes off, slides down the ladder. Yeah. I would think this would be a perfect opportunity for him to go inside and say, "Hey, pledges." Things have gone bad. I just hey found guys, it. yeah, Scott's Knight, dead. Time out on Hell Knight. Yeah, Scott's legit dead. Let's. I've got the key in my hand. Let's get out of here. Too. I was like, why the fuck doesn't he cancel the whole thing? Yeah, I've got the key. Let's get out of here. Yeah. But as he he says, fuck that. I'm going to the gate myself. But Bizarre. that's when a mongoloid starts chasing him. I think uh, it speaks to Peter's character. Yes, he is a douchebag, uh, selfish somewhat conceited and rather than save the lives of the four pledges in the house he when he sees somebody who's legitimately killed dead he's just like i'm saving my own skin i think that that is a, a testament to his uh it's exactly that's a great call andy that's exactly who he is and he he takes off to the gate but then he fumbles with the key can't get it unlocked the viewer is i guess introduced to the mongoloid that is chasing him yeah who looks different but that's we'll get into that later yeah he's chasing peter and Peter's trying to get out of the gate. He can't. Uh, the, the the mongoloid grabs him. He, yeah. he struggles. He gets away. And he starts Ult- running. Ultimately, Peter dies by the same weapon that is on the cover of Savage Weekend. That kind of corn motherfucking... A scythe. A scythe. Yeah. Yeah. He runs through like a... There's like a hedge maze on the grounds. And this uh, killer's chasing him and stabs him with the scythe. Uh, right clean through. Like it goes through, like yeah, it hangs. Yeah. It kind of hangs his body up in the hedges, um, through through Peter's uh, body and out the other side, and um, his flashlight falls to the ground, still still illuminated. All three pranksters are dead. Yep. Dead. So so now only, we only got four left. Right. The live people left are our four pledges in the house. Yes, so. and so uh, Marty can't sleep. Shocking. She just wa- she just wants to talk to Jeff. She so what we find out in this dumb fucking scene is that she <laughs> believes in witches and Jeff believes in elves. Great fucking writing. I know so, it was just some pointless dialogue. Yeah, so I guess the elf story gets Marty all fucking hot, and so she starts to make out with Jeff. That's the part where I lost Cheryl, my fiance, because <laughs> <laughs> I, can't I didn't wait like to talk. I, I can't. didn't like legit lose her. But uh, you know, we're talking in movie time twenty minutes ago. When Jeff laid down in the bed next to Marty, she was like, wrong bed. And he's like, okay, fine. Blue balls goes to the other bed. Now she can't she can't fall asleep. They have a little exchange. And About she's witches just, and fucking elves. Witches, you know, I believe in witches. And he's like, I saw an elf once. And she's like, oh, keep that story to yourself, you weirdo. And then she's like, I guess it's not that weird. And she sits down on the bed next to him. I guess us weirdos have to stick together. Oh, yeah. And they start making out. And that's where Cheryl was like, no, I don't buy it. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I don't buy that either. 20 minutes ago, she didn't want anything to do with the guy. Now she wants to make out with him yeah, after that, his that, cute that, story. Stupid. This movie sucks. Anyway, <laughs> Seth and Denise are back. I'm going to hit stop then. Right, We're done. All right, see you next week. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, I don't mean to say but I mean, after seeing so many great movies in a row. Right. Mutilator, fucking right, right. Uh, microwave massacre. Like anyway. Right. So Seth and Denise are back awake, and they're fooling around PG-13 style. That's why I said they kept saying tickle fights. Tickle fights. And it was like, at, at one point, it looks like he's going downtown. And I don't uh, know, like he's going to perform Cutting Lingus on her. And mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, this is going to get fun. You know, an 80s slasher movie. Bubes and butts and pubes and everything's rad. We uh, see nothing. Uh, yeah, w- nothing but except a, a point of view of a mongoloid watching them. And, <laughs> and I guess the candles, too. Do you have enough candles? Yeah. Um, they stop, 
and uh, which is weird because they they're just like Andy said they're just tickling. Okay, they're just laughing I've had enough tickling. Around. Yeah, and he, um, yeah they just roll over out of breath from all the tickling. So Seth has to go take a piss. Yeah, time to hit the John, and she's like, "I thought your name was Seth." Mm. He's just like, "Did I get the accent?" Yeah, right? that was a good accent. I thought your name was Seth, and he's just like. Whatever. Yeah, she so, doesn't explain that. So he, she he passes out again. She falls asleep. Well, she's high on ludes and the drunk ludes. on Jack. <laughs> the ludes and Jack, she's man. She's had so many pills and Jack Daniels. And she's awakened by this. This uh, was the coolest part to me. But well, that the standing, the shot of the, the mongoloid. Very standing. cool of him looming over her. Yes, with that a, is a good shot with a music sting. It's Duh, not, you know. not my favorite. See, well, I'll tell you I, mine. I just but thought it was really neat. It was cool. I will say that there are some good cinematography cinematographic cinematographer cinematographer cinematography in this movie was yeah. uh, I've only had this is my I just popped my third PBR it's okay um uh, that was a great shot yeah. standing over kind of like a, a looming over looming over yeah. her kind of like a modest modest yahoo no nosferatu yeah and uh, frankenstein monster so yeah and so she screams seth comes i guess he doesn't hear her. he comes back no, to he take covers her, her mouth the killer covers oh, her mouth. covers her mouth. That's right. Yeah. Seth comes back from the piss, only to. And this is rad. I got a photo of this. Yeah. He's like feeling something because he comes back into bed and he's like, "Oh, you're crashed out." And this is when he lifts the covers. He finds the head, the decapitated head of May. Yeah. At first, when I watched it the first time, we thought it was fucking Denise. Right. But then it was like, why are they calling for Denise? Why are they searching for her when they just saw her dead? No. It was May. It was May, which they don't really they they. It's quick. You it's gotta like quick, listen to their dialogue and catch it. It was bad. A little bit more again. The um, other thing was it was a special effect where they've obviously um, there was obviously a hole in the mattress. Oh, of course, they, where, that's... where May's head was sticking through. Because when he pulls the covers back, you could see her eyes move slightly. Yeah. Like if you're uh, if you're in bed and you pull the covers over your head and then you uh, you you pull them off your head, your your eyes will naturally like adjust or, or twitch or whatever you see that when he pulls the covers back it's a very cl- they did they i would that say many of our movies it was a bad case of bedhead hey <laughs> that was good <laughs> we got dad jokes slash you bad um, case of bedhead the the but we've seen that many times i mean yeah. one of the greatest kevin bacon seals kills on friday 13th i mean they just they you put their head in we i can't I know we could hit pause and then we could hit play again, and I could right, bitch okay. it off the ones you know that that I've seen, you know that they've done with that. <laughs> How they did it is they did it in uh, the one with a young killer, the fucking trick pieces. or treats. No oh, pieces, pieces too, like where her oh, the mom's head yeah. is in there. She's yeah. on top of a cardboard box. It's just her head. It's, so, a, it's a very easy thing to do. Seth freaks out. No, our our pledges are now alerted that there is a murderer in the house. Well, because Seth is starting to freak out because he just found a fucking head in his bed. Right. So Marty and Jeff hears cries, and uh, and Seth is f- he's like, "Fuck it, dude." I'm Denise out. is nowhere to be found. Yeah, and so, but he he doesn't even care. He's like, "I'm out. I'm fucking out." He runs to the gate. I guess he gets his clothes back on somehow. But uh, mm-hmm. he runs to the gate. Marty and Jeff are trying to stop him. Real quick note: Jeff, our actors who we mentioned, Jeff, our mm-hmm. actor who played Jeff was a main character with Crispin Glover in Friday the 13th final chapter. That's part four. So I thought that was interesting about... His um, name is Peter Barton, the actor who played Jeff. Peter Barton. Yeah, him and Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover was famous for, of course, Back to the Future. George McFly. Young George uh, McFly. Willard with the rats. Yeah, so... That's a creepy movie. Seth is taken off. Uh, He's like, I don't care. He's climbing the fence. This is when I thought we're going to see a death. 
Oh yeah, because he's climbing the gate and all the the tops of the gates, all these pointy ass like arrow spikes. And, yeah, uh, but he only gets his hand cut, and maybe a little, a little bit of his shoulder. He, his shirt gets ripped a little bit, but he makes it over. And well, first he shoots the gun at the lock, and they discover it's blanks. blanks. So that's why he climbs the fence. And they, uh, Jeff and Marty are like, "Please get help! Please get help!" And he's like, "I'm gonna do it, darling. I'm gonna do it." And then he takes off running. But Marty tries to get over the gate too, but she's too weak because she's a woman. So you know she. Like, yeah. do you, what, what, I mean, That's it's funny. It she's trying to. Yeah. And then he's like, throw me my boots. And this is, yeah. it was funny. Uh, Jody, my wife, pointed out, she's like, they could just put them under the gate. They, they could easily fit Ta- under the Toss my boots over. <laughs> like, you, you could easily slide them under. But, this yeah, is... that's the whole thing. It's the the woman. The woman's too. She's not strong enough. Oh, she's not strong enough to climb the gate. Damsel in distress stereotype. Now it's just Jeff and Marty. Jeff and Marty well, are I all mean, that's left. They, well, they decide to go back to the mansion to find a Denise, but little do they know. They Denise. think Denise is still alive, but right. this is when we get some long fucking filler. Of oh, them. my God, Nick. I wrote this down. They got to go find Denise slowly. <laughs> 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 because seriously, after, after, after Seth climbs the gate and runs away, Jeff uh, drapes, you know, he gets Marty like sort of holding her up i don't know and they together arm in arm are limping almost or just walking slowly 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 back to the fucking manor up the walkway like we got to go find our friend we don't know where she is no sense of urgency whatsoever i mean i get it if you're afraid to go in there but if you're really serious about going to find denise who you don't know if she's alive or dead why wouldn't you move a little faster which he does get serious about it in the you know when he Jeff does later, but yeah. you're right. It, so slow to get back up the stairs to the man. The director's like, we gotta watch all this. This we gotta watch okay. it all. So it's long Fucking filler. They're, they're looking for the looking for Denise again. This is like a. Right. Like, see, like this is this is when I was like, is this fucking Scooby Doo? This is fucking the worst. Right. It's like way horrible. <laughs> they hear a click as they're searching, which is yes. like, you know. So thirty minutes later, they hear a clicking noise, and it's yeah, and it's so just a tap, tap. Yeah, like I guess yeah. on my mic. Um, like something tapping on a window. Um, they right. finally, and then so that goes on for another twenty minutes, right. and then they discover it's Scott's lifeless body hanging outside the window. Yeah, and his plastic parrot is just tapping against the glass. Yeah, that's what it is—the beak. The plastic parrot. Yeah, that's right. Tap, tap, tap. And I was like, and they're they're like, oh my god. So they know now that uh, uh, May is dead. They know that Scott's dead. Um, and we cut to Seth. He, I wrote down. Seth explores the apocalypse, trying to yeah, get but, help. But it's not the. That's what I'm saying. He, he, yeah, he's running around the town. The town looks annihilated. It does look like apocalypse, but that just might, means Hell Knight must be a fucking party. It's a huge rager. There's toilet paper and and all kinds of. The trash town is now around. dead. Pun, the, pun intended. Yeah, the the sorority fraternity house banners ripped down. This is uh, Hell Knight. Yeah, the Hell Knight banner. It's all ripped down. He's running around looking for somebody. He's pounding on doors like help, help, help. You know, nobody's answering because they're either passed out or they're not there. There was one car that, you know, told him to get the hell out of the way, drove past him quick. You freak, get out of the way. And oh, they're all like, just drunk. No, come on, help, help. Yeah, they're all just drunk, but they just think he's drunk too. That's the whole story right. about this. So right. um, Marty and Jeff, after just seeing Scott's dead, lifeless body, just decide to go back in the mansion, the manor, and wait it out. Right, and they that's, put you know, a chair under the door to yeah, prop, prop it shut. They're talking if the story of the Garths is true. Do you think it's Andrew Garth? Yeah, Jeff's, Jeff, as he's talking to Marty, is looking out the window and sees a light in the garden. Yep. Hey, this might be Denise. Right. You stay here, Marty. I'm going to go check it out. So Jeff splits. Classic. 
horror movie this, trope. Yeah. I'm going to go off alone. You stay here. And, and this is, again, what Andy always brings up is the lighting in slasher movies, which I know he did before, but Jeff leaves the house perfectly lit up for the viewer, but he's holding a candle. Right. Because, again, to him, it's dark as fuck. You have to imagine that all he can see is what's illuminated by candlelight, which probably isn't very much. And maybe a little bit of the natural outdoor Yeah, there's nightlight. a moon out or something. Yeah. But to the, you and I, we can see fine because we have to be able to see fine. Otherwise, the movie would be worse than it already is. So Jeff, Jeff uh, goes into the hedge maze, and he finds Peter's body hanging there with the scythe. Uh, and, and that's where he freaks out you know he, he slowly he reaches down all the filler of him yeah. walking oh, oh, he, oh he finds a pitchfork i know I that's like the big i was like oh shit so he gets a pitchfork so he has a weapon but he reached out reaches down and grabs jeff's or peter's um flashlight which is on the ground still lit up and that's where he, he finds uh peter suspended by that scythe through the chest who, uh, we, who we also see is still holding right. the key peter's dead body as, is still holding the key that's the that's key. the cool part as jeff runs away the camera pans to to jeff's or to peter's hand still holding the key to the gate and yeah it's like oh no the keys oh no he was so close to finding the key to be able to get out of there fuck shit but why didn't again because i guess peter didn't make it out because the killer got to him as he was fumbling but uh, now we're back outside the gate with Seth, who runs into the police station, Finally. trying to save his friends. He's screaming murder to the cops, yep. and I guess the cop station is busy in this small college town because it's hell night. I tell you what, guys, they're saved now because he's made it to the police station, right? So everything's yeah. going to be fine, right? But the cops are like, fuck you, kid. Get out of here. <laughs> if you don't get out of here, we're going to put you in the drunk tank. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I couldn't. No, that's what I mean. He, the cops didn't believe him at all. He's like, no, there's been a murder. And they're like, what fraternity are you in? He's like, Sigma Alpha Rho. What would happen to that? Alpha Sigma Rho. What would happen to that? I'm not a cop, but what would happen after they discover that all those people had died? And Melinda Blair, of course, we know she's our final girl. She's like, yeah, people did die in that fucking manner. And Seth, oh, yeah. who tried to warn you guys, he's dead now, too. Yep. Spoiler right there. But it's it sucks because they don't believe him. So, he, you know, instead of like continuing to bitch at the cops he decides to commit like three more felonies that's right he runs into an evidence room and there's uh, guns just out on the table out on the table and the so doors cracked open and he's just able to sneak in there and grab a shotgun on completely unnoticed this is like when i really thought that john mcclain from die hard was seth's dad <laughs> seth seth is a badass this is why yep. seth is my favorite because he's committed to saving his friends yep. he's gonna fucking go steal like a gun from yep not only is he gonna steal a gun Later, he's going to carjack some square motherfucker right. to, to get a car to go back to save his fucking buddies. I completely agree with Seth's, action, Seth's actions on this part because the cops don't believe him, and he promised Jeff and Marty that he'd come back with help. So he gets a shotgun and grabs a bunch of shells, loads it up, sneaks out of the window of the police station, and runs off. Yeah, and then uh, back inside the manor, Jeff is, after discovering Jeff's uh, Jeff back with marty after discovering peter's body right um this is when marty asks jeff how long has seth been gone he's like probably two hours let's go back to this time frame they oh, were yeah. dropped off at one o'clock about six hours they were supposed to say so he's been gone two hours so between sleeping party and ludes tickle fights we figure uh, maybe it's 5 a.m 4 a.m i mean it's yeah i guess i mean it yeah. i just think the timeline's kind of screwy because mm. it was like he's gone two hours mm -hmm. this is my favorite shot as they're talking about this and this was so cool too, as yeah. the rug like even jody's like did you see this and i'm like what and i'm like oh fuck I as know. they're talking there's a rug 
in the background rise, in the background of them rising yeah. which you assume is a figure in there it's like a like a ghost with a sheet over yes. it yes like but the, it's a rug it's a rug it's just a yeah it's a rug and so that's why I said to Cheryl I'm like oh shit check out the rug behind him somebody's under it and uh, yeah just sort of raises up from the floor and, and then the fight begins uh, yep, Jeff um, grabs his old trusty pitchfork and uh, stabs at the beast and this is killer. our intro into the tunnels and the rooms downstairs. Yep. The killer falls over and escapes from underneath the rug through a hole in the floor, uh, a secret passage. <laughs> and Jeff is like, fuck that, I'm going after him. And Marty's like, no, dude. Yeah. Don't fucking, this, you know. I have to go after him yeah, to advance like, the plot. You know, and this is like that <laughs> Goonies, yeah, this is like that Goonies motherfucker sloth, like, because, yeah. he, he, you know, I want Rocky Road. I mean, now we're starting to see more of the, 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 the mongoloids, if you will, and so. We get into the tunnels. Marty wants to tag along, so they cruise to the underground tunnels. Yeah, the tunnels were pretty cool and creepy. They come upon a room within the tunnels where there's sort of like a shrine to the the dead Garth family. There's a table with three skeletons set around it and Denise's, Denise's dead, dead body. body. Propped her, up on the table. Her throat's been cut. Yeah, it's like, but yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's been thrust. She, you know, she she was almost decapitated. But I thought this was sweet because it's like the Mongols want to have a dinner party for the rest of their lives. It's like really sweet. Right. It is very heartwarming. Yes, and, the Mongols are like, look, yeah. I just I just want to kill you so you can you be with some, me forever. You see some photos as well. He's that's the family. There's flashes where they yeah you can see like he's put photos on the wall with candlelight around him and stuff. And I got a photo of this yeah. too. The killer, who we presume at this point is Andrew Garth. Uh, Nick keeps calling him Mongoloid, but he's deformed. He's he's like seven feet, eight feet tall. He's he a like huge Rocky dude, Road? and he is um, deformed. But he and he doesn't talk. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's like a Bigfoot. Uh, starts chasing him through the tunnels. I thought it was this was really creepy. He's chasing him through these tunnels, and he is moving. He is moving fast, despite being stabbed by a pitchfork. <laughs> he's moving <laughs> quick, chasing him, and they come upon a secret passage, uh, trying to trying to escape. The killer comes up some stairs after him. They're trying to push open this secret door in the stone wall. Jeff uh, fights off Andrew Andrew Garth. They fall down that set of stairs. Jeff, you know, hits him across the face and knocks him knocks him down, uh, phases him a little bit. How do you know this is Andrew Garth? I mean, I just disagree. It has to be because it was the only one that was alive from the. But killings. we have there's okay. Spoil alert. There's two killers. Right. Well, we'll get to the other one in a minute. Right, well, I feel like there's an outside killer and an inside killer. All right. Well. Go right ahead. Now I'm we're sorry on to the inside killer. Sorry to interrupt. Jeff uh, hurt his ankle when he fell down that short set of stairs and gets back up. And Marty, you know, helps him pull up, pull him up the stairs while the killer is phased on the ground. They get through this this uh, secret door in the stone wall. So they get to the outside of the building, but they're still inside the grounds. Uh, and they manage to um, shove the pitchfork sort of through the the you know door knockers or whatever to pry it, pry, keep it shut. They basically keep keep uh, andrew garth from getting out after them and they what do they do they go back into the same bedroom that they've been in exactly this whole movie they go back inside the mansion marty and jeff can suck my balls back because... into the room they were just in Bat- to wait because meanwhile badass seth you know he's carjacking that weird square and he's john like mcclain's son john mcclain's son is like coming up like i'm gonna go save my friends as he pulls up to the gate in this stolen car, he sees a like a there's like a, a shadow among the shadows. Yeah, he like skitters past the gate. So I don't understand why he just take that car and just ram the gate. I didn't understand because that because it's not his car. He fucking carjacked it from some old you know. I know the guy's dude. like, I'm gonna call the cops, and he's like, do that. Yeah. Tell him I went to Garth Manor. Yeah, he's like, I'm gone. I gotta go save my homies. <laughs> Bye. So wait, you know, so Seth 
um, fights and kills by shooting a hairy mongoloid now. So instead yeah. of like the fucking sloth, Goonies motherfucker, Nosferatu, Mattis Yahoo looking killer, now it's a hairy one, like a Yeti, like some kind of Madman Mars. Is Madman Mars? This is Madman yeah. Mars too. It's like a werewolf looking dude. Yeah. Out in front of yeah, the mansion. Yeah, right in front of the manor. Uh, I took a kind of a photo, because uh, I, I take photos. Instead of finding them online, I take them as I watch it to make it more organic. Right. So he kills. He shoots. You know, after a fighting, he shoots a, a werewolf. Who and... is that? Do we want to talk about that? Yeah. So it's a, that's a we second. know there now. There's two killers. I don't know. I don't know who the second one is. Help! I'm confused. Oh, you wrote it in your yeah. notes. I wrote yeah. help. I'm confused. All right. Well, we know if we flash back to the story of the Garths, we know that the cops only discovered three, three bodies, who we assume are the children. I would assume there are Morris, Suzanne, and Margaret. Garth. So you think it's Raymond and Andrew? Uh, and I think it's Raymond and Andrew. So yeah. Raymond is the hairy mother... The hairy motherfucker. And, and, Andrew's, and the, Andrew's the... The sloth uh, from Goonies. Yeah. The Mongoloid. Right, but they... I don't know where Lillian is, the mother who got killed, too. She's one of the skeletons. There's skeletons oh, downstairs. Oh, right, right, the they're... skeletons. But, like, there's... Okay, Raymond and Lillian, two. Morris, Suzanne, Margaret, that's three. That's five people. The cops discovered three corpses... So that, mean, uh, that means um, where are the other two corpses? <laughs> and okay, this, Andrew this survived. Is, this we is the last Andrew. episode of Slash You. Uh, uh, catch us next week as yeah, we no do uh, True Crime You. I can't handle it. True Crime You, so. where we bring you the best in true crime. Um, okay, The, the so, bottom line here is there are two murderers, and I assume Andrew Garth is one of them. Yeah, I, I'll I dig that. I'm, so, I'm confused otherwise. If you have opinions, email us, slashupodcast at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Instagram. That's easier. Do that too. Um, Seth runs off to save the others, only to die. Yeah, Seth he's, comes uh, into the, he's like, I shot him, I shot him outside, he's yeah, dead, I got him. He's and grabbed from the parlor by his neck, right. and it's a gunshot, you hear gunshot a gunshot, bummer. I like Seth, he was my favorite, obviously. So, so now there's dead. only two left. And then, uh, Marty, the gun, uh, comes back into the shot, the gun's laying on the floor, and Marty and Jeff are kind of upstairs on the, on the balcony looking over the parlor. Yep. And she wants to, she has to decide if she wants to go get that gun. So we spend another fucking 30 minutes in this movie of uh, Marty slowly creeping down the stairs towards this shotgun that's on the floor. I fast-forwarded on my second watch, Nick. I'm like, I get it. For the next 10 minutes, she's walking down the stairs towards this gun. It was excruciating. And um, before she can get it, the killer jumps out at her, and they begin a chase uh, up the stairs into uh, the bedroom where they were at. Jeff sacrifices himself so Marty can escape. So Marty is alone now. So now Marty is the final girl. Jeff gets thrown out the window and to yep. his death. And it's just Marty. She climbs up. Um, she climbs down a ladder. Yeah. And that's where that window comes into play. That, that same window. That same where window we, we paused on. The, the, the mongoloid. Breaks through and sloth grabs at her. It's probably just like, yeah, you know. She falls down. Um, she gets to the hedge maze. She stumbles over Peter's dead body. Finds the keys in his hand. And runs to the front gate, unlocks the front gate, uh, and the car that Seth drove up in, the stolen car, is still out there. Yes. She gets in, and of course, the fucking car doesn't start, because it's a horror movie, and that's just how things work. (laughs) But, since Marty's mechanic, she's able to pop the hood... And do some funky sparky spark hot wire. But but, 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 did you mention though she found the dead body of Peter, and that's how she grabbed the keys? She grabbed the keys to get from Peter. Peter? Yeah, I mentioned that. Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm uh, spacing out. No, it's cool. Uh, and then uh, she starts driving away, and we breathe a sigh of relief for a second, 
only to find that um, the killer's on top of the card. Yeah, the, the ah! mongoloid, yeah, he comes down and he's like, you know... It's creepy. Uh, you know, like... The makeup dude. job on this guy is awesome. Yeah, he's got he's heavy like, mascara. Ah. Yeah, he's got heavy mascara. He's goth, I'm sure, but... Right. So he's on the car window going like, Do you know the truffle shuffle? <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. I know I'm bringing up Goonies a lot, but punching through the windshield, trying um, to get her. Um, and but as she's pulling out, she's knocked down that gate. So foreshadowing right. of the kill, you know, the gate knocking down, right. foreshadowing of the gate killing someone. That gate takes the life of our uh, killer, our mongoloid Andrew. Yeah. She and, ends uh, up. Uh, she ends up driving right at the gate. He's on top of the car, and the gate impales him. Impa- I mean, just like 30 miles an hour impales him. Uh, she gets out of the car, walks into off into the sunset. Sunrise. Sunrise. And that's where we roll credits. Roll credits. It is uh, excruciating. I thought we would get through this faster, but we were busy making fun of it. So it's cool. We'll never get through. We could watch a 20-minute film and it would still be the same amount of time. I think so. That's why I love you. Yeah. We should pause here. Yes. We'll talk about next week, which is Christmas, and then um, we'll give our shout-outs and go home. Try that. What do you want to try to do? Sorry, I hit record. Yeah, I know. No, yeah, you caught me off guard. I wanna, uh, I wanted to try to thumb wrestle you, but we'll just wait till after we're done. Oh, that's fine. Well, uh, so that concludes episode eighteen, uh, Hell Knights from nineteen eighty one. Uh, the kills, <laughs> recap the kill count. May dragged into a hole in the ground and decapitated. That was Nick's dick shot kill of the week. Dick shot kill of the week. And then uh, Scott, his neck was turned one hundred and eighty degrees into the other direction. That was my dick shot kill of the week. Peter scythed. That's what I just what I wrote. Scythed. <laughs> Stabbed with a scythe and dead. Denise, uh, we didn't see her die, but we saw her dead body with a throat slash sitting at the morbid uh, dinner scene with the other skeletons. Seth apparently shot off screen when the when the killer pulled him off into a Yeah, we never see his body, but it's, we, we know he's shot. dead, but yeah. we assume he's shot by the shotgun. Denise, or I'm sorry, I said that already. Um, killer number one. Mm-hmm. Was the one that Seth killed with the shotgun, uh, Raymond Garth? Maybe I yeah. don't know. He was no. ki- yeah, somebody I don't know. Killer. I thought he the was Harry Killer. Yeah, I thought that was Andrew. Andrew. I thought Andrew was the tall one. One's either a fucking sloth or one's a fucking Bigfoot. So <laughs> use your imagination, slash you friends. Killer number one was shotgunned in the pond out in front of the house, <laughs> and then uh, Jeff thrown out window by the other killer. And the other killer might have been Andrew Garth, might have been someone that he had a fence through his chest while he was on top of a car. And Linda Blair, our character, Marty, was the only one to survive Hell Knight. And guess what, guys? She's the newest member of Alpha Sigma Rho. She made it till dawn. Yeah, she did. The president died. Everyone dead. Like oops, oops, I thought, oops. everyone would be there waiting for them. You know, when the yep. when it hit dawn. But you know, oh, yeah, it's, it's, they're all it's, hung it's over. over. Yeah. She, hey. So she gets to go back to school. She gets all A's because all of her friends died in a horrible, horrible murder death experience. And she's the new president of the sorority. She graduates with a degree in infomercials. Yeah. Hey, so next week. Next week, what are we doing? It's Christmas. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Okay, first off, I know a lot of you friends of Slash, you know this movie. We didn't do Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving. You know, we went for uh, blood, ra- blood Rage. Yes, Blood and Rage. That's so, not Cranberry Sauce. Yeah, I know that this is a typical one, but I'm going to be honest with you. I think I've only seen like a snippet of it, and that was like 20 years ago. Yeah. So I'm excited to watch this. 
and I know most of you have seen it, so it'll be great. You don't even have to fucking watch it since you've already seen it, so just follow along with us and let Nick and Andy whisper sweet nothings in your ear. 1984. 85 minutes, Silent Ooh. Night, Deadly Night, available to rent on Amazon Prime for $1.99. After his parents are murdered, a tormented teenager goes on a murderous rampage dressed as Santa. It's a cult classic, but it's controversial. That's what I meant. Because yeah. uh, I'm not dating myself, but I remember people protesting about this because the movie poster had a picture of, like, it looked like Santa Claus coming out holding an axe. Yeah. That freaked out the 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 Karens of the 80s back in the day. <laughs> like, they were like, this. I don't want my kids to see this shit because they're going to be like, I don't want Santa to come. That motherfucker's got an axe. Well, so, it's like, then fine. Don't let your kids see it. Well, the movie posters, I think they were pissed about. Like, So what? You know, it's, ugh, I don't know. I, I, that's a whole separate issue for me. You don't like yeah. the poster, then don't let your kids see the movie. But the poster has a right to exist. Sorry. <laughs> but that will be um, our, our that'll be our 19th episode. And then our 20th episode, end of the year, uh, will end our season, our episode, yeah. season one, uh, with our... Slash you holiday slash extravaganza slash extravaganza. We're gonna just go back and revisit some of the uh, movies we've watched and give out some awards. So that yep. said, Andy, it's time for slash you shoutouts. Go ahead. This is slash you shoutouts. I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to invent something. Um, always want to give a shout out to who I think in the community is so well is Terror Twin Podcast. Those guys Check are fun. Out. Those guys are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like uh, the Gore Score homies in also uh, great. Illinois. Despite the fact they're from Illinois, they're still good guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it is... They're uh, not from Chicago, so I guess they get a pass. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good stuff. But what I was uh, <laughs> wanting to shout out is we have... Uh, some new friends. Ooh, hey. Well, they're, they're friends. friends. They're, they're, they're rad, uh, but okay. it is uh, the Gorehead Podcast. Okay. Um, what I thought was fun, well, you, first off, Gorehead Podcast, uh, you can find um, at Gorehead underscore podcast, G-O-R-E-H-E-A-D underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. You can also find them on Twitter at Gorehead P. Mm. Not like urination P. Oh, Gorehead the, P. The letter P. The letter P. I think the P stands for podcast. Probably. These are the people, Andy, that reached out to us. Okay. It's Ben and Nancy that do this podcast, by the way. They used to be, um, uh, shit, it, I got it in my notes, but. Uh, Shriners. They used to be Shriners. I don't know. They no, used ben, to, ben and Nancy used to, they used to, they used to, ho- <laughs> they used to host Extreme Gore uh, Replay. Okay. But now they're, uh, they they rebranded and now they're going for Gorehead Podcast. They're the ones that reached out to us about pieces. Let us know that oh. fucking groundskeeper Willard was Bluto in the from Popeye. the fucking movie Popeye that starred fucking Robin Williams. Williams. I really, you Mad know. props, uh, uh, Ben thank and Nancy. You. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And up until you mentioned that to me, Nick, I forgot that there was a Popeye movie starring Robin Williams. So I, I appreciate you know, I mean, that, I, too. I, I, exactly. <laughs> 1980. It was made in 1980. Yep. Um, I, I did, too, until... They ben it. and Nancy yeah. reached out. Gorehead reached out yeah. to us and was like, "Hey, did you?" Because we always thought it was Gorehead, uh, or not Groundskeeper Willard. It was Groundskeeper Willie, and you know, I was like, "Is that a Matt Groening reference?" But right, that's my shout out. Thanks, guys. My, but oh, do we want to? Can I just go ahead and jump into the band? We're trying to start playing bands here. Yep. At the end, well, if you guys... uh, yeah, we're gonna end the show with a band today. Um, you can find us on social media. Oh yeah, <clears throat> at Instagram. <laughs> slash you underscore podcast facebook.com slash slash you podcast email us slash you podcast at gmail.com uh we talked about what's next silent night deadly night go give it a watch and you can uh, follow along when we discuss it next week in time for christmas special alert 
Yeah. For next review, we get on our Apple podcast or whatever. Oh, yeah. Leave us a review. If you give us a good review and a five star and I see the review, hit me up on, hit us up on Instagram and let us know that's your review and you will receive a free Slash You t-shirt. Hey, now. That's a good deal. Yes, it is. Yeah. Get out there and uh, get out there and like, subscribe, tell your friends. Yeah. We have a band. Uh, instead of our regular end credits theme music this week, we've got another yeah, song. Yeah. And just to connect our listeners with these bands. Yeah. The day we usually uh, release these episodes on Monday. Yeah. On our stories, on our Insta stories, I'm going to put links to these bands. Okay. So, yeah, we usually record on like a Thursday, and then I edit yeah. it over the weekend because I don't have a life, and then put it out on Monday. Because <laughs> we did M five forty five. We did with our buddy uh, Juan Avalos and Scotty Collenbeck. Yeah, who made this, the t shirt? Yeah, who made the t shirt? Scotty did. This is Scotty's other band. He's a drummer, uh, great drummer. Uh, Scotty Collenbeck uh, is playing drums in Lack of Reason. Lack of Reason is also Pat O'Neill on guitar and vocals and Mark E. Lee on bass. Mark E. Lee, good southern boy. Um, so Pat O'Neill on guitars, Mark E. Lee on bass, and Scotty Kellenbeck on uh, drums. You can find them on some social media shit. Go to their Facebook page at Lack of Reason, L-A-C-K-O-F-R-E-A-S-O-N. Nice. You can also find them at lackofreason1.bandcamp.com. On Instagram, Lack of Reason, MKE. That MKE stands for Milwaukee. Milwaukee! This song the you're good about land. <laughs> this song you're about to hear is called Run You Down. Enjoy. I'm starting it right now. This is uh this is it. You're and hearing it. See you next week. Alright, slash you. Class dismissed! Class dismissed! Class dismissed!